the only things that you can do to increase your ad spend on Amazon is launch new campaigns, increase the budgets of existing campaigns, increase the bids on existing keywords that you're targeting, increase the bid by placement uh, for like, you know, top of search or whatever, meaning you're also increasing the bid, but you're increasing for a specific placement. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something really cool and something we all have to learn, and that's how to manage your Amazon PPC campaigns like a pro. We're going to be talking about how to create spreadsheets for your PPC, what the weekly process will be, and what most people are doing wrong and how to avoid it. So join us for another Lunch with Norm e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Topic today, how to manage Amazon PPC campaigns like a pro. Our guest is a seven-figure Amazon seller with expertise in supplements. That's a tough nut to crack. Uh, he's the CEO of MMA Nutrition LLC. It's a dietary supplement brand. With the expertise he's gained from growing his supplement brand, he's founded PPC University, um, where he's the head instructor to highly successful Amazon uh, sellers. He's also the founder of Trivium, the Trivium Group, an agency dedicated to helping brands scale profitable, uh, profitable scale their profitability on Amazon. Today, uh, our guest, awesome guest, uh, he's a repeat guest, uh, Mina Elias. I can't wait to talk to him, but first of all, let's get to a sponsor. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. If you want to check out more awesome information from Mina Elias, check out his last guest appearance. Just click right here. And welcome, Mina. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Norm. It's it's awesome to be back. Like I, I was saying, you have an amazing podcast. I'm always hearing very positive things about it. So excited to be back. Uh, the only reason why people like it is to see me, you know, mess up like I did at the beginning. But uh, <laughs> you did a good job. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had a better opening. But uh, anyways, this is about you. And you're awesome at what you do. Uh, I, I love what you were able to do in achieving uh, success in supplements. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing. And then going on and, and doing what you're doing with PPC and now with this agency. But today, uh, I think we've got some really great topics about how do you manage your PPC and how do you do that with a spreadsheet and all that good stuff. 
I'm not even sure. Like, there's so many things I want to ask you, but I guess, and maybe you want to start somewhere else, but I'm really curious about the spreadsheet side of things. Um, how are you doing this? Yeah, you know, I, I'm loving that you're asking me this because I feel like a lot of people uh, step into PPC and they get very overwhelmed. And it's almost like you're walking and then this is like, it's like a road that forks, but there's like 60 different options. And you're like, okay, which way do I go? So uh, that's the first thing that I want to kind of cover is how how should you think about PPC? And then the, the second part of that is why we're still using spreadsheets. Um, and the, the reason we're still using spreadsheets is simple, is because it's not that complex once you have a good plan and you know what you're you're supposed to do and, and you know what you're going after. And so so what are you supposed to do? The way that I like to think about uh, PPC, uh, it's a funnel. And I learned this um, a lot from people who are off of Amazon. So um, I hired, this is a quick story. I hired someone uh, because I wanted to take MMA nutrition direct to consumer. So he ran my Facebook ads and uh, I had him on for six months. Now I spent about six or $7,000 a month for six months. The return wasn't there. So we ended up uh, killing it. Uh, but what I did learn was the way that people like that thought. And how was he thinking? Okay. So he's like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start by identifying a few kind of uh, pillars that uh, like, uh, you know, this is a sugar-free electrolyte powder. This is an electrolyte, a, a cheap electrolyte powder, whatever. And then we're going to start there uh, on Facebook. We're going to create some creatives and, and in the creatives, we're going to have different headlines and, and different uh, images uh, with different call to actions. Uh, and then after that, they're going to land on a, a landing page. And in that landing page, there's a few things that I want to try. The first is, uh, you know, I want to increase, I, I want to uh, move the testimonials up. Um, you know, I want to show the price uh, slashed, things like that. And so that got me thinking, he's like, this is how he's thinking about it. He knows that there's traffic on Facebook and he's showing my ads to those people. And a certain percentage of those people are going to be attracted to the ad and they're going to click on it. And then out of those people, they're going to come into the listing, into the, sorry, the, the landing page. And a certain percentage of those people are going to, you know, like the landing page. And so they're going to stay for a certain amount of time. And then some of them will convert. And so what he started doing was he started split testing the different things. So if we started with some creatives and he's like, hmm, our click-through rate is 0.5%. Is, uh, That's too low. We're supposed to be around 3 or 4%. This is based on his experience. So he kept changing the images. And then we found one that kind of got us from 0.5 to 2%. He's like, okay, let's let's test the headline. And he, he kept testing the headline and, and got us there. And then after that, he's like, okay, we're getting to a good uh, click-through rate. What about our, our conversion or, or, you know, our bounce rate and things like that? And, and he's like, okay, I'm going to move the testimonials up. I'm going to, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. And he kept split testing these different things until we got to a point where, um, you know, the, the landing page was converting decently. Now, overall, the, 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 you know, finances didn't make sense, but that got me thinking. I was like, Amazon is the exact same way. If you think about it, there's people, it's traffic coming in from a search. And then you're getting, let's say, a million impressions. And out of those million impressions, there's a certain amount of them that are, are going to click on your listing. And that's your click-through rate. And then out of those people, the clicks and sessions that come into your listing, a certain amount of them is going to convert. And so that's your conversion rate. And so now I started thinking of, of the funnel. And I'm like, okay, so PPC is actually not just PPC. PPC is only that top part. 
where you're bringing people into the you're you're increasing your impressions and you're bringing people to the listing now that can dramatically change if you change your main image or if you change your price or if you change your reviews if you go from four star to four and a half star that that will change a lot and so i started you know thinking okay everything is connected so i can't just be looking at ppc uh, spend and ppc sales everything is connected so the first step was I created a dashboard and, and then that dashboard shows me the full funnel. It shows me my PPC spend, my PPC sales, my total sales, my sessions. So that's, that's the number of people coming to the listing, my cost per session, which is how much I'm paying for those people to come into the listing, which is the CPM on Facebook, right? That's like kind of like the same metric. There's a CPC and CPM on, on Facebook. I'm now looking at, okay, how much am I spending on ads? How many sessions is it generating? What is that cost per session, the per unique visitor coming in? And I blend the sessions together for both paid and organic. And people are like, oh, but like this is not PPC sessions, it's total sessions. I'm like, it's okay because PPC affects organic and PPC affects organic. And if you want, you can test that. Take your ad spend today and, and uh, five exit and tell me that your organic sales are not going to improve. Or take your ad spend today and cut it to zero and tell me that your organic sales are Absolutely. not Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. So, um, you know, I started documenting these things and then I added, I'm like, okay, perfect. We have the first part of the funnel, which is how much I'm spending, how much traffic that's getting me. Um, and then, you know, the cost of that traffic. And then I started uh, documenting conversion metrics. So conversion rate, click through rate. Um, and then you have all the fun metrics, the cost per click and the ACOS and the tacos, which are all very arbitrary, right? Because like, what's a good ACOS for you? What's a good ACOS for me? What's a good ACOS for the supplement brand or this baby brand? It's very arbitrary, right? It's just a percentage that we don't really know what's good and what's not good. But then I started measuring the real number, which is profit, dollar amount and profit, which is your, you know, your net profit per unit. So if your sale price minus your Amazon fees minus your cost of goods sold, that gives you your net profit before marketing. And then, you know, that number times the number of units you sold that day minus your PPC, that's your net profit on the front end. And once I started measuring that and, and showing it in, in a week by week chunk, so it's like week one, you know, every day, this is, this is my ad spend. This is my, you know, and, and I'm going to try and maintain a, a steady ad spend in, in that week. And then week two, I'm going to see, you know, what changed. So if I'm at, let's say $50 a day in ad spend, a hundred dollars a day in ad spend, and, and I'm looking at my other metrics, then I pick from one to two, one, one or two of two goals. The first goal is, do I need to scale? And the second goal is, do I need to optimize? Am I not as efficient? Now, before people jump and say, oh, optimize, I want a better ROAS. Think about this. If you're spending $50 a day on ads, how much more profit can you make? Like, what's the maximum amount of dollar profit that you can make a day? Norm, do you know the answer? It's 50. Not sure. It's 50, right? Because if you cut your ad spend from 50 to zero and, and you optimize, then, then that's it. You're, you're, you saved $50. If your total sales didn't change, you would be left with $50 more in profit. And that's the, the pitfall that everyone falls in. It's like, okay, I'm spending $50 a day. I want to make more. I'm like, okay, well, how about this? How about we go from 50 to 200 a day for a few weeks, increase our spend, increase our revenue, find what's working, and then cut that back that 200 back to 100, maintain all of the profitable stuff, you know, the good ROAS keywords and stuff. And now you're left with $100 more in profit, which you would have never gotten there if you haven't gone through that, that scaling cycle first. And so the first thing is I look, I'm looking week over week. Where are we? 
okay, this is my my current ad spend. This is my current sales. Uh, do I have any breakage in my conversion rate, click through rate? Because here's a, a, the fastest way you can double your or or cut your ACOS in half. Double your conversion rate. So if I have a three percent conversion rate, and I go and I I uh, I look at the images and and the images don't really sell the product, and I go use like a good company for for uh, images and, and enhanced brand content. Come back, I have new images, enhanced brand content, and all of a sudden, my conversion rate goes from three to six percent. Now my my ads are exactly the same the number of people coming in the sessions are exactly the same my sales are doubled and so that's how i started looking at it w what can i do to improve my conversion rate every single week can i uh, you know have a better main image a better rest of images more videos more questions on the listing get more reviews uh if my price is 35 dollars, maybe i try 33 or 29 Maybe at 29, um, my conversion rate is so much higher than 33 that even if I'm getting $4 less per unit, I'm selling, you know, 20 mm -hmm. units more, mm -hmm. which 20 units more is going to, you know, account for that, for that decrease in, in the price. So that's how I started looking at it. Um, same with the click-through rate. I'm like, okay, I'm, I have a, a 20 campaigns running for the exact same impressions. I can get twice as much sessions and people coming to the listing and with the same conversion rate i'll get double the sales if i just tweak my main image so that it's more attractive people are clicking on it so then i started looking at ppc like that it's it was no longer ppc is you're spending money driving traffic no ppc is now this full thing funnel from start to end and it's the the, the campaigns that you create generate impressions you 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 show up in the search a certain number of those are going to click on you. You get a click-through rate that kind of gives you a quantitative measurement of how well you're doing, uh, you know, against your competition when you show up in the search. And then from there, I have my conversion rate, and I'm, I'm monitoring that. And then I'll pick a goal. And so, like I said, I'll say, okay, with everything being the same, I want to double my ad spend for the next two weeks. So I'll I'll launch campaigns. There's a certain set of things we can do to to double ad spend. I can launch campaigns increase the bids, increase the budgets on my existing campaigns and increase bid by placements. Those are the four things you can do. You can also launch like sponsor brand and video. Let's so keep that aside. Yeah. Go can ahead. we just go, go through slowly, just mention those four things that you can do again. Okay. So, so the, the, the only things that you can do to increase your ad spend on Amazon is launch new campaigns, increase the budgets of existing campaigns, increase the bids on existing keywords that you're targeting, increase the bid by placement uh, for like, you know, top of search or whatever, meaning you're also increasing the bid, but you're increasing for a specific placement. So those are the only things that you can do. And so you're taking those actions, only those actions, right? You're not mixing, increasing bids and decreasing bids, right? Because it's trying to, you know, you're eating more food, but, uh, you know, doing more cardio and uh, to like have a better body. And it's like, there's two conflicting things. Um, so, you know, you're, you're increasing and then you're monitoring your ad spend. Okay, my ad spend went from $100 a day to now it's 200. How are my sessions? Did my sessions go from 50 sessions a day to 100 or did they go from 50 to 55? If they went from 50 to 55, I did something wrong. I increased bids, I launched the long, wrong campaigns, whatever, but I doubled my spend and I did not double the amount of traffic. Now, you will rarely ever double your spend and double the amount of traffic. If you double your spend and get like 50% more traffic, that's fine right? because you're taking a guess. You're saying, if I increase the bids, if I uh, increase the budgets, if I launch these new campaigns, maybe they're going to bring more people. But we don't know. We're, we're guessing. So we take a bunch of actions. 
that we guessed on. We increase the sessions by a certain amount. We hold that new level for a while so organic can catch up. Organic rank starts catching up on the things that are working. Um, and then from there, you're like, okay, we doubled the ad spend. We only increased the sessions by 50%. Where is that 50% waste? You go and you identify that 50% waste and you cut it. And so what are the actions for, for cutting, for optimizing, right? It is lowering the bids on, on existing keywords, adding negatives, um, and then removing bid by placements where they didn't work. That's it. I don't suggest lowering budgets because, um, you know, lower the bid so you can show lower in the search. Lowering the budget will just probably throttle and, and affect your performance negatively. It, does, it doesn't really, it doesn't help because it's just going to show your, your product less versus maybe showing it lower where if someone went that deep in the search, there, there's a higher buyer intent. Um, and so those are the actions. And, and that's how you go from running PPC haphazardly Let's increase the bids. Oh, this campaign is doing good. Let's lower, let's do that. And then you're just jumping around versus you take a step back. You say, okay, show me the full funnel. Show me what's happening week over week, right? Let's, let's see. Okay. I'm, I'm steady. I've hit a steady state. Now Th these are my metrics. What's my goal. What do I want to do? If I scale, I'm anticipating that I'm increasing spend, increasing sessions. My cost for each session will probably go up because I'm inefficient with the ad spend. Like we discussed, my profits will go down because you know, we're testing and you have to test or else how are you going to find new things? Uh, it's like trying to, you know, marry uh, someone without ever dating around, right? It's impossible. So you have to go on all of these dates with these keywords and realize that a lot of them are not good, but some of them are. And then, you know, you'll, you'll find the, the answer there. And then you're like, okay, perfect. We, we've done that. We've increased our revenue. Now what? Okay, let's eliminate any of the stuff that didn't work. So you, you cut down the bids, you you add negatives for the keywords in auto broaden phrase, like the search terms, where you can't just lower the bid because some of the keywords are good. Some of them are not good. They're in a, in a broad campaign. Um, and then you take those actions. Now your PPC spend goes down. You're you're hoping that your sessions don't drop as much. They maybe they might drop a little bit because you're you might be eliminating like the clicks and no sales, which are obviously generating sessions, but maybe not the most qualified sessions. So your sessions will drop a little bit. Your cost per session will drop because you're being more efficient. You're maintaining the stuff that's, that, that is working and, and eliminating the stuff that's not working. And then your profit dollar amount will go up. Now, keep in mind, I never once mentioned ACOS, TACOS, uh, you know, CPC, any of those arbitrary numbers. I'm, my main KPIs that, that I'm looking at, my spend, my sessions, my cost per session, and then my my uh, profit dollar amount, uh, you know, the, the total number. And, and two things that will impact you along the way and are uncontrollable or, you know, you can't control that they will change sometimes is your conversion rate or your click-through rate. Because if I decide to scale and all of a sudden my conversion rate gets cut in half and you're like, oh, my PPC is not working. I'm like, hold on. You scaled, but your conversion rate got cut in half. That could be the, the thing. Now, obviously, you're scared. You're driving more traffic and it's not converting. You can cut back down to the regular level. If you cut back down and your conversion rate goes up, then you must have been sending unqualified traffic. But if you cut your, your spend down and, and your conversion rate is still low, then something happened. W what happened? Did you go from a four and a half star to a four star? Did you have uh, two competitors drop their price significantly and now people are not converting in yours as much? And so having that visibility there very, very important because 
it's it's uh it's two things together right it's like ppc and then it touches conversion rate and then it completes into the sale the the revenue so you don't get from ppc to sales without stopping by conversion rate and click there in the middle so hopefully that is a nice clean and, and simple explanation yeah a long explanation so this actually ties into the next question you you've talked about the spreadsheet all the kpis uh, everything's there but for the listeners that um you know are wondering how to create that spreadsheet are you downloading any specific reports and then extracting the information um, no, so I'll do two things. The first thing is I'll send you a link, uh, of a Google sheet, which is the template. Okay. So any, everyone can make a copy and, awesome. and, uh, here, I'll just send it right now. There you go. Everyone can make a copy and fill it out themselves. There's, um, two, two or three main places that you need to get information from campaign manager that will have all of your like advertising and click the rate kind of metrics. Um, then you have business reports and that's where you're going to have your conversion rate in your sessions uh, information and then the inventory page is where you have your amazon fees which you just need it once so you can get your amazon fees and and uh you can calculate your profit right which is which is sales price minus amazon fees minus cost of goods sold that's your pr profit per unit multiplied by the number of units that's your total profit a day before ads and then minus the ppc you're left with net profit after ads and and uh, so those are the only uh, places and if your fees don't change or you have alerts when they do change, you only need to fill out the fees once and then you just need those two reports. I, I did it for a very long time, up to I think 60 or 70 ASINs with, uh, actually no more, with up to 100 ASINs with a VA. With one VA data entry, they went in and they and they filled out the data every single day. Um, you probably have to skip, I would say one or two days, but now we're using a, an automated solution. So you know anyone who wants the, that same sheet automated we have a software that can uh take care of that um and the beauty is like it, it will refresh it every seven days so because you know attribution how it is so sometimes your your ad spend could be 70 percent 70 dollars but it's actually like 85 um so it'll refresh that but again you you can get very 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 far with just the manual sheet and that's why i created it because i don't want to be that guy who has like a magic solution uh and you need to pay me for it no like you can do it yourself uh, the, the payment is going to be either to a VA or a software. Okay. And that, uh, app you're using, is that your own proprietary, uh, software? No, it's, it's uh, my real profit is the company. Um, uh, but it's, it's our proprietary, like, uh, dashboards on it uh, okay. or our IP. So to get it, you, you just have to go through us, um, legally, you know, they, they can't sell someone else's like designs, I guess is, you know, sort of thing. Um, but it's, I mean, we'll charge cheaper than they would charge you. Um, so okay. it's like a win-win. Yeah. Very good. And you know, uh, what's interesting and I don't know about you, I like in your agency, I've had clients in the past that have incredible results with PPC or DSP. And in fact, the one I see Vandana, I don't know if that's her, her brother or somebody else, but anyways, if that's really her, she knows that, uh, that we had this client that had 25% row or 25 times ROAS uh using wow. dsp 25 okay uh they wouldn't go they wouldn't add they just like they thought that their ad bend was too much and i'm sitting there going you have not optimized your ads but do you know how much money you would make absolutely refuse to do it wow yeah it, it was it was heartbreaking 
But uh, let's see what time it is. I know you have a hard stop, and we got a bunch of questions coming in. So, look, we have an awesome giveaway. But before I get to it, throw those questions in or comments because we do have a shorter podcast today, and we'll get to the questions probably in about five, 10 minutes. But uh, throw them into the comments section, and we will try to get to them. If not, we'll throw them into our uh, Facebook group, and uh, we'll uh, beg, borrow, and try to steal uh, Mina and get him uh, <laughs> to answer some questions. But anyways, um, we have a great giveaway. You've been listening. He knows his stuff. And the giveaway today, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about it? Okay, so so the giveaway, which which up until um, thirty minutes ago, uh, we have not decided yet, but it's a good one. So my full course, which is all of the SOPs that I use to train my team from zero to very proficient in PPC, obviously, uh, I'm giving it away for free. So uh, to one lucky person. So all thank right. you guys for for up for uh, listening to the podcast and choosing education. And then Norm was gonna pick one lucky winner. Yeah, well, not me. It's it's Kelsey. Okay, but uh, Nina, awesome. Thank you. That is that's awesome. So look, we've been listening to you talk. If any of the listeners want it, is hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people, and you'll get a second entry. So, anyways, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go over to a sponsor, then we'll come right back with a few more questions. Perfect. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay. Yes, Kelsey. Yeah. I also wanted to add it. Uh, we have another thing um, that's available for everyone. Um, so, I mean, you're giving away a free audit. Uh, is that correct too? Yes. Yeah. If anyone wants uh, our team to go look at their uh, PPC campaigns, um, basically what we'll do is we'll go in, we'll look at your portfolios, campaign names, budgets, Inside the campaign, we look at the ad group structuring. Uh, we look at placement reports. We look how many keywords you you know you have, and if keywords need to be like bids need to be higher or lower, we tell you which ones. And uh, we, we look in your search term report for keywords that need to be negative. We look at your organic rank. We also do a quick analysis of the listing. It's about thirty to forty minutes long, completely free. So if you want, um, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's eye opening. You don't have to hire us to get it or anything like that. It's just a are kind of like a free value to the community. Oh, that's awesome. And that's why you're awesome. Uh, okay. So uh, I know that we've got a bunch of questions that have come in, but uh, one of the things I, I, I just want to hit on, what are some of the mistakes uh, Amazon sellers are making right now? Uh, mistakes. Okay. Let's, let's talk about mistakes. So first of all, 
not not having that clarity, uh, you know, in terms of traffic and conversions. So they're looking at their PPC one-sided as PPC. They're looking only at campaign manager, but they're not connecting the full, you know, their their PPC to their sessions to their conversion click-through rate, conversion rate, and and uh, profit. Um, and, and they're and they're hyper focusing on ACOS and tacos metrics, which don't really matter because you can have a twelve percent tacos and make thousand dollars a week, or you can have a eighteen percent tacos and make twenty thousand dollars a week. And I prefer the latter, obviously. So that's number one. Number two, having multiple ad groups inside of a campaign. Uh, I've been talking about this for a very long time. I would love if Amazon allowed us to set a budget per ad group because then we can control how much money goes into each ad group. But since it's only uh, on a campaign level, we have no control on where the money goes. It, it could go 90% to one ad group, 10% to the other. And so we'll see some gems uh, in, in like the second ad group that aren't getting any love because the first ad group might have like bigger, more higher search volume keywords that suck all of the, the budget. Um, besides that, I also see too many keywords in, in an ad group. Uh, I suggest five and, and less. Um, what I've seen is you can just go in and look at any of your ad groups with more than five keywords, 10, 15, 20, 100, and sort by spend or sort by sales. And you'll notice that um, usually five, maximum 10 will get sales. And it's probably like five that get sales. And then the, the rest of them are getting like one sale a month. Um, and in that case, I would recommend to just pause any of the keywords that are not generating sales or spend and launch them in their own campaign so they can get uh, some love there. Um, too low of, of uh, campaign budgets has, is also something that I've seen where sometimes we just go look at some campaigns with a good return on ad spend. We increase the budget from 50 a day to 500 a day, right? It's not going to spend 500 a day, but even if, if it's only spending $35 a day, now it's spending, you know, $85 a day. And so you were able to more than double the ad spend at, at a good return on ad spend uh, just by increasing the budget. So beware of low budgets. They usually uh, hurt performance anecdotally. I don't know why it could be a throttling issue where Amazon sees, you know, you have a $50 budget, your, your cost per click on average is a dollar. You can only afford 50 clicks. Let's not show you as much versus mm. you're like, you know, I have a dollar bid which is shown to be profitable for me i'm willing to spend ten thousand dollars and they're like yeah but like at that bid level we're only showing you on on you know middle of page two and so you're only going to get probably like 20 clicks so that that's where versus and if you want to increase the amount of, amount of clicks you increase the bids and you show up a little bit higher um not auditing their their auto broaden phrase uh campaigns uh enough and not having like a good cadence uh, I saw. I already saw one question. How often do you optimize bids? It's based on how much you're spending. And so, if you're spending, let's say, um, you know, ten dollars every week uh, on 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 average on all of the keywords, then you would probably wait seven days, right? Because then you have a lot of keywords with significant data. But if you're spending ten dollars every two days uh, on most of your keywords because you're spending a lot of money, then you should probably check in every two days because. You don't want to say, okay, I'm going to look in every seven days and then you wait seven days and then you go look at your, your search term report and then there's seven keywords that spent $45 with no sales. And you're like, okay, wh why did I let those continue to go? Some people say, well, what about automation? I, I, I love maybe like uh, an automated alert, but like just an automation where a computer goes in and just does stuff. Sometimes it's not accurate because sometimes you look at a keyword and it says that it spent money and didn't make any sales. And then you refresh maybe a couple of days later and it actually did make sales, but the attribution was delayed. So be careful of using this automation software that is that 
does not like it's like a robot right they look at you and they kill you or they keep you um so just be aware of that those are kind of the main um kind of common mistakes that i see uh people doing obviously not utilizing portfolios well enough i like to have one portfolio per parent uh asin mm -hmm. and then put all of the the you know uh, the campaigns in that portfolio so i can very easily kind of see okay this keyword uh, this product is this performance this product is this performance and i also like to have very clean campaign names uh so we have like a product code and then uh if it's sponsored product sponsored brand or sponsored display uh, like sp sb or sd and then um the type is it close match loose match compliments substitutes broad phrase exact category targeting product targeting whatever video uh, and then after that the source of the keywords and the purpose of the campaign so uh, did it come from helium 10 or did it come from you know the search term report or product opportunity explorer um, and then what's the purpose is it a just a standard campaign or is it a ranking campaign where you're like okay ranking campaigns uh should have like a, a 85 90 percent ACOS no problem versus like a standard campaign you know you don't want it to have too high of an ACOS even though again like uh ACOS is not the the most accurate because it doesn't tie into your organic sales but it's you know we have to go off of uh, something basically okay and I know we're getting tight right now but one last question for me and then we'll get into some of the uh listeners questions but your actual weekly process can you just you know bullet point what you go through yes um, this is a, the perfect summary, right? Weekly process. Step number one on Monday, I get a, uh, the weekly update on my week on week progress for that product. Um, so let's say, you know, I, I see the, how the spend changed, how the sales changed, everything like that. Then step two, I pick a goal. So it's either bulking or optimizing or maintaining things the same. Um, or maybe I just keep everything and I focus on click through rate and, con and conversion rate that, that week. Um, then from there, once we have a goal, we, we pick the set of actions that is going to get us there. So if it's scaling, it's increasing bids, increasing budgets, uh, increasing uh, launching campaigns and increasing bid by placement. If it's optimizing, it's lowering bids, adding negatives and removing bid by placements that didn't work well. Uh, that's it. Those are the actions. Um, once I have a decision, what I'm, what I'm doing, I'm anticipating what's going to happen. I pick a set of actions. I take those actions, you know, and again, the criteria is going to change from person to person. I could say I lower the bits for anything above 50% ACOS. You could lower the bits for anything above 50% ACOS, but see a negative, uh, result. So pick a number, work there, evaluate what happened. You know, uh, what, what were the results when you lowered, maybe you lowering by 50% ACOS was too aggressive. Um, and then iterate and iterate and iterate and, and that's it. All right. Very good. Kelsey, let's get to the questions. All right. And I do want to remind everyone uh, there is the Wheel of Kelsey. So if you'd like a free course, we're giving that away. Um, With SOPs, of, by the way. Yep. So write hashtag Wheel of Kelsey in the comments. Take two people and you'll get entered. We already got a bunch of entries already. But uh, yeah, let's jump into the questions uh, from Tony. With PPC costs only increasing, how can new products or sellers compete with big budgets of others? Having a better product. That's, I mean, if PPC costs are increasing, then you want for that same traffic, the largest amount of people to choose you. And then, and so that, and that's how you're going to win. Because, it, you know, if you're, if your uh, average CPC was a dollar, now it's $2, then you have to have a double the conversion rate for the numbers to be the same. All right. Okay, great. Uh, from Howard, uh, how should one think of display ads to complement PPC? 
I love using retargeting. Um, you know, again, you have to test views retargeting versus purchases uh, retargeting. Um, you know, I, I would focus all of my energy on sponsored products first and then uh, utilize sponsored display. And the reason is because you, you don't want the same people clicking on, on your ads on, on sponsored display and sponsored products and charging you twice and it's the same person. And so once you kind of feel like you're doing a really good job with the sponsored product, then I would start with the, with the retargeting and maybe test some other like product targeting if there's like low hanging fruit, but make sure that you're tracking your total spend and your total sales. And, and if you increase your total spend on sponsored display by, let's say, $15, then you're making at least, you know, $45 to $60 in sales um, without looking at Campaign Manager. Because Campaign Manager, I've seen it in the past where it says sponsored display has a 7x ROAS, sponsored video has a 9x ROAS. But in reality, we launched those campaigns, they spent money, and they didn't generate any more total sales. Mm. All right, great. Next one is from Luke. Uh, this is a two-parter. So the first one, uh, Luke is saying, the low budget thing is a definite eye-opener. The low number of keywords per ad group is also great advice. Uh, how do you decide on negative keywords? If you are only putting five keywords in a campaign, what do you do negative? Love this question. So negative keywords only applies to auto broaden phrase campaigns. It has <laughs> nothing to do with the number of keywords you have in a campaign. Um, if you have a broad if you have a keyword like electrolyte powder broad uh, as a broad match type in a campaign, then it can trigger for like 50 different keywords, electrolyte powder unflavored, electrolyte powder for men, electrolyte powder for women, whatever. And you go into the search term report and I like to identify keywords that spent, you know, 10 to $15 and didn't generate any sales or have maybe a, above hundred percent ECOS inside of those, that same keyword. And then I would take those and add them as negative. So Amazon can continue to spend on the other ones that were profitable, but stop spending on the ones that are not profitable. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, another one from Tony. What is the minimum monthly ad spend uh, that it would make sense to start using an agency? Um, I, I wouldn't look at ad spend. I would look at uh, your profit. So you should be doing like $5,000 a month in profit at least because an agency is probably going to take half of that just in management fees. Yes, they're going to help you grow. But if you don't have at least 2,500 a month to reinvest into your you know, uh, growth and inventory or whatever, then, you know, it's going to hurt you, uh, cash flow wise. So I would wait until you're doing 5,000 a month in profit or more. Okay. And I think we answered this one from Wandana. Um, how often do you believe one should manage or edit campaigns? How long do you think we should wait before turning off any campaigns because of lower conversions, et cetera? Yeah, it's, it's based on the, the amount that you're spending. Um, so like I said, it, I, I would go for, at what number are you going to be too high of an ACOS? So if your product is $30, maybe at, at $15, you're now at a 50% ACOS and anything above that starts becoming not profitable. Um, so if it's, if it's that, then anything that spent $15 and didn't make any sales, or if it's like a very high ACOS, um, let's say above, you know, 75, because you can, you can assume that some of the sales that are coming from a high ECOS key, uh, keyword are also bringing some organic sales. So if it's like, let's say your target is 37, maybe anything above $15 and no sales and anything above 75 ECOS, you would lower, you would either lower the bid or add as a, as a negative or pause it. Um, but then also think about what happens. So if you, if you do that and then you evaluate the results and you're like, oh, like, that messed up my stuff. My sales went down hard, reverse the actions and maybe 
uh, 75% ACOS was too low or, or vice versa. Maybe you didn't feel an impact when you did that and you need to go to 50% ACOS. So it, every, every single product I've ever worked with has different thresholds and different numbers. And it's very like you try and then you see what happens. All right. We're getting there. All right. Yeah. These are going quick. Uh, awesome. So uh, let's see from Ionet. Uh, if you find a good keyword in broad, do you add them in a separate exact campaign or leave them in a broad one? I, I leave them in the broad one and I also add it as phrase and exact in other camp. Like I create two new campaigns, one phrase, one exact, so they can run in all match types because I have no idea if it's going to perform well or not. So I'm going to test it. If it performed well in broad, it potentially might perform well in phrase and exact, but I'll never pause it in broad or, or move it or anything or touch it because Amazon is so sensitive that if it's working somewhere, you just, you leave it. If you try and move it or something, it might stop working, which is, yeah. it's hurt me so many times in the past. Mm -hmm. All right. And we got two more. Uh, second last is from Tony. Does the broad match modifier work? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it definitely works, but I haven't done enough uh, work with it to to like find like really good strong case uses. There are some like theoretical, right? But but I I want to wait until like actually say I've done this like a hundred times and this is what came out and and share with everyone. So I don't want to like they do work. That you know we're seeing some early results, but I don't want to comment on it too much and and give spread spread any false information. Okay. Okay. And our last one is from Rad. Uh, we did PPC on our initial stage of Amazon marketing and it ended up uh, paying continuously for us. Is it because Amazon constantly changes its algorithm? I don't know. I don't understand that question. Um, we did PPC on our initial stage of ended up uh, pay, pay continuously for us. So maybe like um, you always have to. Yeah. I mean, listen, Amazon PPC is basically like. Uh, like a, a source of traffic. So you're using it continuously to send people to your listing. Um, so it's not like you, you have a store and, uh, you know, you were, you were putting it in like flyers and, and uh, billboards. And then all of a sudden you're going to shut down all of the billboards and flyers. And then people are going to magically find you. You might have like a certain amount of base that will come to you, uh, you know, recurring, but if you're not bringing new customers, you might eventually like you lose your business. So that's how I would look at it. All right. I think Inet has another question, Kels. All right. The last one. Is it true that video ads do not help at organic ranking? I've never isolated video ads in a way where I only ran video ads and, and uh, to rank a keyword organically. So I have no idea. But whenever we do organic ranking, we do broad phrase exact and video uh, and headline search ad. We use all of the different types. And then we later on pause like uh, the the video and the headline search and we lower the bids. Um, but I've never isolated it. So I can't say if it helps or it doesn't help, but it's worth, you know, if you want to test it, definitely try testing just the video ad, very high bid and, and see what happens. Okay. So we're going to get you out of here on time. We've got a few minutes left before you got to go. Uh, awesome. If anybody wants to get a hold of you uh, or your agency, where, where, where do they go? So the website is triviumco.com, T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. Uh, and then um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Mina Elias, M-I-N-A, and last name is E-L-I-A-S. So if you message me anywhere, I'm pretty available. And he's at every event. So go to yeah. events. He's, all, to events. he's always there. And you can uh, meet me and Norm at the same time. There we go. Uh, all right. So last call. If you're interested in, uh, in Mina's course with 
um, with the SOPs. I mean, it'll be awesome. If you've listened to the podcast today, you already know it's awesome. Mina's awesome. So um, check it out. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. This is your last chance. We're going to go to a sponsor, and then we're going to come back uh, for Wheel of Kelsey. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors that help us produce this podcast for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Lunch with Norm would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Law, Honu Worldwide, Extreme Power, Jeff Schick Law, Netfluence, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. Thank you, and you're awesome. Now back. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.